So Catherine, I'm gonna guide you through a core transformation session. Uh, okay. But first I wanna tell you a story. Okay. And it's a true story. It happened, uh, happened in Thailand in the mid fifties. And in Bangkok, in the mid fifties, late fifties, there was uh, this, in this Buddhist monastery, there was this enormous statue of the Buddha made of clay. And it had been there for centuries. Nobody knew who had created it or how it came to be, but the monks took care of it and they uh, kept it clean, they kept it safe, they did whatever Buddhist monks do with statues of the Buddha. And one day the Thai government announced that they were gonna build a road. And the path of the road was to take it right through where the statue was. So the monks were very upset about this. They went in, they lobbied the government, they tried to get them either to move the path of the road or not to build it at all, but all to no avail. So finally they realized they would have to move the statue. And they hired a crane. And the crane came out and they hooked it up to the statue and began to lift it. Well, the statue was much heavier than anyone had anticipated. And as they started to lift it, it began to crack. So they quickly put it down, decided they would need a bigger crane. And since it was starting to rain and it was getting dark, they covered it up with tarps and they went to bed. In the middle of the night, the chief monk gets out of bed. He rummages around, he finds a flashlight and he goes outside to inspect the damage. He crawls under one of the tarps shines his light into one of the cracks and a gleam of light comes back. He shines his light into another crack, a gleam of light comes back and now he's really curious. So he goes back inside, rummages around some more and he finds a chisel. He comes back out, crawls back under the tarp, takes the chisel, carefully widens one of the cracks and he shines his light in again. And he realizes that what he's seeing is gold. Under the clay is gold. So he goes inside, he wakes up his fellow monks. They all come out and they, they throw off the tarps, they start chipping away at the clay. And as the sun rises, a golden Buddha is revealed that had been there all along under the clay. It's still there, it's the famous Golden Buddha of Thailand. It's, it's considered an international treasure by the United Nations, it's in Bangkok. But no one knew how or why this beautiful Golden Buddha had been come to be covered with clay. It didn't seem to make any sense. And it took some research what they found out was this. Some 300 years before, a Burmese army had invaded Thailand. And to protect their golden Buddha, the monks of that time 
had covered it with clay. And they did such a good job that when the Burmese came through, they paid no attention to the statue, but they killed all the monks. So there was no one alive who knew what lay under the clay for 300 years. So what had been done in an emergency, in a crisis situation, and had worked very well at the time, was allowed to persist for 300 years until finally the clay was stripped away and once more the golden Buddha shone forth into the world. That's my story. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to do a core transformation. Uh, I'm wondering if you can think of um, something you would like to work on or transform. It could be a thought, a feeling, a behavior, something of that nature. What have you got in mind? I think the thing that I, I mean, you know, certainly there are some behaviors, but I feel like the main that I would like to change at some point, but I feel like the main thing I'm grappling right now, grappling with right now in this moment is this feeling of sadness, like a heavy heart and feeling sad for the world in the midst of pandemic and knowing, you know, just seeing the news, how to live with, you know, this, how to not be debilitated mm -hmm. or paralyzed by this feeling of sadness, not to close off my heart, but you know, how I, I want to, somehow transform that right. sad feeling. Okay, okay, yeah. So this feeling of sadness, and really this is a part of you that either is, that basically is behind this feeling of sadness. It's not all of you, it's certainly not all of you all the time. You have lots of other parts, aspects of your being, of your psyche. But this is an important part. So I want to, I want to guide you to exploring that part and we're gonna find out that it has something really wonderful for you. Okay. So close your eyes if you like. And go inside, and I want you to welcome this part of you into your awareness. And notice, first of all, and, and I want you to thank it for being there. That's a little maybe counterintuitive, but it turns out this part has something very positive for you, it, and it has a positive intention. It wants something good for you, and we're gonna explore that. When you welcome this part, do you have a sense of, of gender? 
Is it seem male or female or is it just an it? I think it's an it. Okay. okay. It's like both genders. It's uh -huh. all genders. Okay. Good. We'll just use neutral terminology <laughs> in addressing it. And you were showing me earlier, uh, but uh, when you welcome this part into your awareness, where does it seem to settle or reside? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what you were showing me earlier. So if it's comfortable, you can just keep your hand there. And if your hand gets tired, you can switch hands or take it down for a while. But this is just to be in better touch with the part. So thank this part for being there. And first of all, when and with whom, under what circumstances do you tend to feel it or experiencing this sadness? And you don't have, go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel it when I watch the news or read the news or see the news. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I feel it more when I'm alone. Like if I'm with people or engaging with people and talking about any of it, it's sort of maybe gives it an outlet or something mm -hmm. or takes it out of me. But when I'm still, I think I feel it more when I'm still. Okay. If I'm alone and if I'm have in stillness, then I okay. let it and it. So just take yourself to one of those times when you're alone still, maybe when you're watching the news. And again, welcome this part into your awareness. And in a moment, I'm going to have you ask it a question. And when you do that, I want you just to listen to what the part is telling you. Don't try to figure it out. Just listen to the part and tell me what it says. And even if it doesn't make sense, just tell me what the part says. The question I want you to ask this part of you is, what do you want? So ask the question on the inside and then just settle back, wait for the part's answer, and then tell me what it says. Um, that I want to be safe. To be safe. Thank this part of you for that response. And let it step into what it's like when you are safe. Fully, completely safe. If if that were possible, let the part experience what it's like when you are safe. And now ask this part of you, when you have that, when I am safe, then what do you want through me being safe that's even deeper 
are more important. Then I want all people to be safe. Mm -hmm. I want the world to be safe. I want the world to be safe for everyone. <laughs> Appreciate, thank this part for wanting that and telling you that. And invite it to step into what that would be like if it were possible. And the part may feel that's not possible, but if it were possible, let the part step into what it's like for the world, for all people to be safe completely. And ask this part now, when you have that, the world, all people completely, fully safe, then what do you want through everyone being safe that's even deeper or more important? To live in a peaceful world. Uh -huh. To live in a world that's peaceful. And to live in a world where people are happy, like if people are safe and if people are able to live, if it's peaceful, mm -hmm. to really have some deep, for, for everyone, right? to really have some deep ability to be happy. Not a trite <laughs> happy, uh, just that deep. So Maybe thank happy. this part for responding this way. And let it step into what it's like, what it would be like if it were possible to actually live in a peaceful world where people are deeply happy, everyone. And now ask the part, when you already have that, living in a peaceful world where people are deeply happy, then what do you want through that that's even deeper or more important? Or what does that allow? To not be sad. <laughs> okay. Thank the part. Invite it to step into what it's like to not be sad or what it would be like if that were possible to not be sad, completely not sad. And ask the part, when you have that or when you have that for me, not sad, 
then what do you want through not being sad that's even deeper or more important? I have a feeling when you ask that, but I, it's sort of beyond words. Yeah, so tell me about it. Uh, the words aren't the important thing, but just tell me a little bit about that feeling. It's a, it's a calm and a calm and a maybe settled, a calm, definitely a calm. Uh -huh. Something about just um, being. Mm -hmm. So let's just, uh, would that be a good label for it? It's not a substitute. It's a calm and some sort of a feeling what it might feel like just to be. Uh -huh. So what if, ask the part if it's okay if we just refer to that feeling as just being, realizing that the words don't really capture the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so the actual, what the part really wants is that whole feeling feeling of calm, settled, we're, we're gonna call it just being, okay? So thank the part, appreciate it, and let it step into, breathe into this, this whole feeling that we're calling just being, on a deep level. That's right. And now ask the part, and I'm changing the question a little bit. Ask the part when you already have this feeling we're calling just being. Is there anything you want through just being that's even deeper or more core? Maybe to be able to access that, to keep some bridge into that place, that feeling. Uh -huh. But the feeling is what the part really wants, right? Yeah. I think that's where we're going. It's more than a feeling. So this, this is what we call a core state, Catherine, for the mm -hmm. part. It's a state of being. 
It's not a matter of having or doing or getting. It's a state of being. It's a mode of existence. This whole feeling that we're calling just being. And sometimes our parts, our internal parts, have this notion that to get to something like this wonderful state of just being, you have to do things and get things and go through things. But really, a lot of times that doesn't work very well. The way to have it is for the part just to step into it, appropriate it from the jump as its state of being in an ongoing way. So now invite the part to access that, that sense that we're calling just being, just to fully step into it and it's just enjoy it for a few moments. That's right. And ask the part when you're fully immersed in just being, how does that change things? Sure. Okay. Uh, What's the part say? Something about coexistence. Uh -huh. Okay, and still in this state, is there more? Sorry. I, I'm trying to listen to the part and not go to my own mind. Uh-huh. Okay, um, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel that feeling right now of this being, a state of being. Yeah. Well, you can feel it too, as well as the part. <laughs> Ask the part, still immersed in this state of being, just being. When you already have that state of being, how does that radiate through, transform, enrich, not being sad? It melts it, or it just transforms it, disperses it. Mm -hmm. It sort of 
evaporates away. And ask the part when you are already in the state that we're calling just being. How does that radiate through, transform, enrich, living in a peaceful world where people are deeply happy? To be that uh, more to radiate that more and somehow the just believing or being guided by that feeling. Ask the part still ensconced in this wonderful state of just being. How does that radiate through and transform all the people in the world to be safe? There's a piece about doing that um, there's a piece also about doing and about giving it an action. And that that sort of life that's moving outward from the chest <laughs> um, can have, can radiate out and can have a life in action. Um, from this place of being, of, of, of just being. Ask the part when you are already immersed in this state of just being. How does that radiate through, transform, enrich, to be safe?
I'm not entirely, it's not, it's not entirely giving me a message. It is giving me a feeling mm -hmm. about carrying this sensation uh, in all that we do. So now, Catherine, I want you to just step into one of those times when you were alone, still maybe watching the news when in the past you would have felt that sadness. But now, with this part, just full of that state of being, just being. And notice, and you don't have to verbalize, just notice how it's different. And think of a future time like one of those. And just notice again with this part, just totally immersed in an ongoing way in just being, just notice how it's different. Now, inner parts like this one develop, they come into being usually when we're much younger. In a certain way, they split off and remain in that state while we ourselves continue to grow and develop. Go inside and ask this part, how old are you? And just tell me what it says. Very ancient. Very ancient. That's interesting. Very ancient. So what does that mean in terms of your life? What, when it might have developed? Or was it there all along? It's taken me to a flash of being at my elementary school. <laughs> I see the whole scene. Um, and I was by myself, but it was like a, a, a moment of cognizant uh, sadness. Uh -huh. something that was larger than myself. It wasn't me. I wasn't being sad about something happening to me. Maybe it's also connected to some kind of powerlessness feeling of, yeah. you know, if you're, if it's a sad, this feeling, this feeling, it's a sad, that's not sad for an immediate sad thing 
personal thing happening. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's easier to not so deep. Maybe that's not so deep or more tools. Yeah. It's something so we're, we're, we're just really so trying to find out how old this part is. I would be six when I remember that feeling the first time. Okay. Okay. So we'll say, we'll say six, even though the part may feel that it's ancient, which may mean in a certain sense, it's been there all along. I don't know. So for all this time, at least since age six, it's been like a six year old has been in charge of this whole aspect of your life. Mm -hmm. But maybe even younger. I think it's deeper, as you're saying. Uh -huh. I think it's, it's like all along. I think it's all along. Okay. I think it's deeper than six. I'm cognizant of six this moment at being about six, but it's deeper. Two, two, I don't know, uh -huh. maybe all along. I think it's, I think it's been there all along. Okay. Well, let's just say the beginning. Been there since the beginning. So, <clears throat> how would it be? So, the part is very young, to say the least, as well as being very old. So, how much, and the part, what the part wants is this state of being we're calling just being. But it's very, very young. An infant or beyond that, before that even. So how much better would this, how much more powerful would this part be if it could fill with that state of just being at that very early age and then evolve forward, gaining access to things that you've learned, resources you've developed, wisdom that you've developed, transforming those experiences through just being and also evolve forward all the way until it's your current age. Go and ask the part, would it like to do that? Mm. So you can just allow that, just let the part fill at that very early age with that state of being, just being. And then evolve forward at whatever rate is comfortable, absorbing, getting all the benefit from learnings and resources that you've developed at eight, 10, 15, 20, all the way up and also transforming those experiences through just being until it finally reaches your current age and just let me know when it gets there.
Good. Where do you experience this now grown up part now? In my body. Okay. In your whole body? Or but it's on, it's on, it feels very different. Yeah. It's in, it's like more on the surface. So invite it now along with its state of being, just being. Invite it to merge, to just flow into every part of you, every aspect of your being, physically, mentally, spiritually. So that just being, that state we're calling just being, becomes your core state, Catherine. Your way of being in the world your fundamental note, your vibe, and just revel in it. That's right. That's right. And notice how with just being as your core state of existence, your core state of being, notice how things are different. And you don't need to verbalize. And how just being radiates through, transforms, not being sad. And living in a peaceful world where people are deeply happy. And a world where all people are safe. And how it radiates through and transforms being safe yourself. And how through this core state that we're calling just being, the whole context of sadness is transformed. And just sit with that for a moment and then we'll, we're gonna move on. Now, I'd like you to go inside and ask, you, you don't need your hand there anymore. You, you can, but go inside and notice, are there any other parts that are involved or concerned with this issue that you're aware of? Okay, go inside again and notice, ask, is there any objection to this state of just being, being my core state of being from now on? Good, so here's what I'd like you to do, Catherine. I want you to 
Envision the timeline of your life. Stretching from the present all the way back to the moment of your conception. Just imagine what that timeline would look like. And stretching out forward, out and out into the future as far as it goes. And now I'd like you to float up over that timeline so you're looking down on it and float back all the way back until you're hovering over the very moment of your conception. And now drop down into that moment conceived by your parents as a single cell just being the essential part of your physical and spiritual DNA. And you divide into two cells, doubling that state of being. Each of those divides quadrupling it. And you develop as an unborn child. As the heart begins to beat, the blood to flow, arms, legs, fingers, and toes develop, and the brain and the other organs develop and begin to function. Every single cell imbued with just being as its core state. And you are born just being vibrating inside of you and radiating out from you. And now allow yourself to move along that timeline all the way to the present at whatever rate is comfortable. Just being, transforming on an unconscious level, transforming every experience, everything you've gone through, everything you've done said all the way up until finally you reach your current age and let me know when you get there. Good. And now watch yourself as you go out along that future timeline, just being as your core state, transforming, informing everything you do, think or say, every interaction all the way out all the way out as far as it goes. And just let me know when you're ready to continue. Good. Would you like to go through your timeline like that again? Yeah. Okay. So just, again, envision your timeline, float up above it, all the way back to the moment of your conception and drop into that moment, just being the essential part of your physical and spiritual DNA. And this time we can do it faster. Just allow yourself to move along that timeline, just being on an unconscious level, transforming everything you've ever experienced all the way to the present and then whoosh, out into the future. Just let me know when that's complete.
okay, would you like to do it again? Okay, well, you can do this anytime you want. You know how to do it now. Okay. Great. We're, d we're done with this. Um, anything you'd like to share? You don't have to, but anything you'd like to. Can I, should I open my eyes? Yeah, you can open your eyes. <sighs> it's sort of beyond all words, actually. <laughs> um, it feels like cleansing somehow like emotionally cleansing I feel kind of spiritually and emotionally cleansed I was going to say transformed but it's it's something else or maybe something beyond that I feeling of like a feeling of being cleansed mm -hmm. a kind of a healing um, process healing cleansing um, I don't know if you could tell but in the very beginning when we were talking about being sad and sort of giving it a place and a voice I don't know if you could tell but I could feel I had tears and I that's been a it was really kind of re releasing or something to give it to just let it let that sadness have a place allow it to have a place or hear where it was, acknowledge its physical place and let it have a voice. Um, and to listen to it mm -hmm. rather than the usual, um, like trying to not listen to it, I think <laughs> is the usual, <laughs> trying to not listen to it, not hear it, um, I don't know if I'm one of those people, I've asked myself this, or it's sort of a, I don't know if I'm one of those people who is doing in order to not listen to it. <laughs> I've contemplated that. I, I'm not sure that I, I feel like I'm doing in my life what I'm called to do. And I recognize that when one is always doing what I'm always doing, I can ignore or try to ignore that sad voice or place or, you know, the thoughts or the feelings of being sad. So to let it have a place, you know, to be the guy, the guided through this process of saying, where is it? What is it saying? What does it have to say? It's very um, transformative and cleansing and uh, liberating. Lovely. Um, and I never, um, 
connected it to those deep, deep, deep childhood mm -hmm. moments or places also, right? Um, that was meaningful. Um, and the timeline was really meaningful. And I, I'd love a com. I'm not sure if this is the place or the moment, because <laughs> I don't want to take it cerebral. But I, I, I'm appreciating this deep, um, going into this deep place, which is seems part of the part of what I was experiencing, and appreciating was trying to disconnect from the cerebral. Well, the more you can access that the better. Yeah. And if sometimes you just want to take a few moments and, and go there, yeah. th that would be a good thing to do, a good way to, for you to meditate. Yeah. So this has just been a pleasure. Go ahead. I also want to say, I mean, it's a huge pleasure. I'm very thankful. It's for a huge gift. Um, I want to say that I've had a, a, I have wanted to like start meditating. I've had that sort of one of those things I feel like I really would benefit from my conception of what meditating is or would be. This is very different mm -hmm. than what I, this is very different. And this is much more um, in the, the realm in which I feel is uh, transformative or meaningful to get to. So thank you. Um, that I suddenly feel like um, that this is where I want to try to go. <laughs> I, <laughs> So rather than I had some idea that meditation was like going away from all these things mm -hmm. <laughs> as opposed to this journey that you, uh, you know, that's like going in to the feelings, right? Or going into right. that place. Um, so. And for you. me, thank you, because it is just so wonderful to be able to experience this as, as your going on this journey and it's it's just very meaningful for me to do this thank you don i spoke with catherine four days later to follow up here's what she had to say i feel um much more in my body uh -huh. i feel much more a kind of awareness of how I'm feeling. Um, I've thought a lot about the session we had before. So there are a number of things that are positive, but I also feel, I came to California on March 3rd. So we've been closed in, I mean, it's beautiful out on, but you know, it's been three, almost three months now, March, mm -hmm. April, May. June 3rd, it'll be three months, I guess. I don't know exactly the days. So, 
some reason yesterday was the first time I just thought I started feeling like claustrophobic. I don't know if that's the right word. I sort of closed in. Like I'd really love to get on a plane and come back to DC. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't feel that way at all until yesterday. Um, and this is not, uh, anyway, I think, you know, a lot of people I know have been feeling that way for a long time. And, um, for some reason it hit me yesterday. I'm not sure why. So the issue we talked about that we worked on last time, mm -hmm. which was kind of a, a sadness. Um, I wonder, uh, what's, uh, how's that now? I feel um, like it's less, and I also have been thinking about like the sort of relationship between um, sadness and anger, hmm. and when it's you know how that sort of dance happens. Um, I feel very safe. One of the things I noticed since we talked last is I have felt safe myself. I've felt safe this whole week and, and I don't feel unsafe and I don't feel in danger and I don't feel like my immediate family is in danger and that's different. So that's deep. That's a deep difference. At the same time, we're in a pandemic and all of this, you know, I know a number of people who gotten coronavirus and I um and the numbers are so huge like how you know so sort of it's like that it's a little bit more it's not like this imminent I feel a whole lot more peace in myself I think is related to the work we did last time mm -hmm. but I also feel outraged yeah <laughs> at you know this situation.